thousand percent honest. Uh, in the last two minutes, I've been walking around the office measuring people's hands uh, because of the news today about can you, even if it's news. So what I'm going to do here is throw a question to PJ real quick, and then I'm going to run and get my computer so we can actually do the show. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I've, I've literally spent the last three to five minutes leading up to the show measuring people's hands. Actually, well, I know that I need to go do Kevin's real quick too. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to throw the question to you real quick, and then you two guys can discuss. Uh, Kenny Pickett, News of the Day, has a half-inch smaller hands than Joe Burrow. And if you remember the joke, it was Joe Burrow's hands are small at the Combine. He put the tweet out. He's like, oh, guess i got to retire from football. My hands are too small. Joe Burrow, 9-inch hands. Kenny Pickett, 8.5-inch hands. Smaller than any quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Right. So i throw the question to you. He wears gloves on both hands. Yeah. Kind of like Peyton Manning at the end of his career. Okay, well. Yeah. Does it matter? Right. Good question. Um, I'll go with a solid probably not. If he's been able to produce and play football at a high level, and especially at the quarterback position, uh, be able to hold the ball well, secure it well, and throw it well, uh, up until this point, I think he's going to be all right. Uh, a lot like, like you said, a lot like Joe Burrow, I think <laughs> so, so much. This is part of the reason why I, I not a lot like Joe Burrow. No, no, no. His I hands was, are a whole half inch smaller than I, Joe Burrow. I know. I started a point and then I went on to another point, so I shouldn't have done that. But it's just this is another reason why I just can't stay in the combine and all these things. Like we're we're gonna break down and analyze these guys to an insane level, and some teams, especially to me, the bad ones, are gonna start forgetting. Like, they have amnesia about the production that these guys put out and get so obsessed with the fact that, man, this guy's 256, he really needs to be at 251. Or uh, this guy's maybe a quarter inch shorter or taller than we thought he was going to be. Or his his hands, man, a little bit smaller than I thought. That It doesn't matter. Let him go out there and play some football. He's already proved that he can do enough, a good enough job. This is also like, like in the preseason. Remember people saying that Jamar Chase was having a tough time with catching the football and like new NFL balls, whatever it doesn't. Well, guess what? Jamar Chase went out and did. Had one of the one of the best rookie seasons no, for a wide the receiver. Best I mean, ever. Yeah, so like, the best one. I know it's a, it's a different conversation, I guess. But it just you got me on my soapbox here, and it's just ridiculous. Stop over for someone who overanalyzes everything, everything. Don't overanalyze this NFL teams. The dude can throw the football. He can throw it well. So his hands being a little small, it's not that big of a deal. Sorry, Cam. I kind of no. took that and ran with it. But. No, no, no. You're fine. I just don't <clears throat> understand the hand size thing. This is a guy that's thrown over 10,000 yards in his career. If you take out his first year, 10,000 yards, over 75 touchdowns. Um, what does his hand size have to do with that? I can't. I can't. I don't think anybody in this – Office could go throw 10,000 yards in four years at the University of Pitt, who we don't know anything about quarterbacks coming out of Pitt. But what does his hand size well, have mean, to do with know, anything? We know one of them came out of Pitt. Well, Dan Marino. Yeah. That's about it. But I'm talking about in the past 20 years, nobody has came out of there, especially since I've been alive. Nobody. But it's the fact, what does his hand size have to do with it? He was successful last year in doing something as far as taking Pitt to a New Year's Six Bowl. He's been successful pretty much his whole career for the most part. He hasn't been great, but he's been successful enough to get to where he is now. I don't get the hand size thing. It's just I will not have picky. you sit here and slander Nathan Peterman. 
Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> Why no, not? He's ter- Nathan Peterman is terrible. You or, see Ty- what I mean? or Tyler Palco. Played no with the Chiefs from 2002 to 2006. They've been beating him in his terrible. Or Matt, Isn't that the guy that threw five picks? Matt, Matt Cavanaugh nah. played with the Eagles for three years. Kenny Pickett would be good. He's the first. He's really, in my opinion, the only, I could say, NFL-ready player right now. I don't know a lot of NFL-ready offensive players right now. None of them are NFL-ready, including offensive running backs players? and wide receivers. I mean, I would beg to differ. Have you seen Evan Neal? Well, okay, okay, skill position then. Let me rephrase that. Wide receiver, running back, and um, quarterback. He's the only NFL-ready player. I don't think none of the wide receivers are NFL-ready right now to come in and just produce right now. Because Jameson Williams can't play. How's the NFL-ready when you're injured? Same with Mechie. Same with all those guys from Ohio State. None of the other quarterbacks are ready to come in. You don't think Chris Olave is ready to rock? No. You don't don't think Garrett Wilson is ready to roll? No. I don't know if they're NFL-ready to be day one starting receivers and they have to go up against let's say a, a pretty mid mid-level defense i don't know if they're that yet all right i'll say this this is from nfl.com the only quarterbacks who start a game in 2021 with a hand that measured less than nine inches brandon allen and jake Fromm. so i mean is it correlation I like, is there a minimum hand size i don't think so we're gonna see i mean it is a bigger ball like, I know you guys were talking about this not too long ago. It is a bigger football. The Duke yeah, is a right. bigger ball. Yeah. And so, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, he's already wearing gloves in college. Was Brandon Allen and Jake from first-round picks, though? Not Jake Will Fromm. Kenny Pickett be a first-round pick now? Yes. I think he'd be top I think uh, I think him throwing at the Combine is now going to be super important. Absolutely. But I think if you start seeing like, things that yeah. were spirals in college, all of a sudden mm-hmm. get that little flutter on them. Right. A the little football's bit. bigger. Yeah. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. And, okay. and to me, like, that's understandable. Actual production on the field, you can see it, like, with your eyes affecting the throw. That's a different story than just seeing it on a piece of paper and, and being like, ah, this is, this is ridiculous. So here, here again, if are it starts some of, affecting him, sure. Some of the hand sizes for quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, 10.875 has the biggest hands in the league. There's hands from thumb to pinky is almost a foot. Yeah, mm. that's that's insane. What I would argue about the the Baker Mayfield, Baker who stands about my height, mm-hmm. nine point eight seven five. Maybe they need to that's decrease crazy. their hand size to get a little bit better. Because Baker Mayfield, I don't think there's side. any correlation in that. Josh Allen ten point one two five right there. Uh, I'm trying to go. There's like there's Pat a, Mahomes, 9.25. There's like a certain threshold, though, where it's like, all right, you can grip the football really well. That's great. Like, I, Well, it's more than you know that, though. Like, it's like it's if you go out and throw a, sling a football around, you're going to be much more accurate and able to do more things with if I give you a middle school football than a high school football. Yeah, I'm saying more so, like, I think there's a certain threshold. Which you're, I think you're we learned today guys uh, if who, we did quarterbacks, like if we ranked our quarterbacks in the office by hand size, uh, Cam might come in last place. I would, but I don't want to play quarterback. So it's all good. It's all good. I don't. I don't I'm know just if, saying. I don't like know if you'd be able to play receiver either. Oh no, I can't. I can catch a ball now. I don't know. I can catch route running. See, I'd be more open. worried about that. That's my thing. Like I'd be more worried about wide receivers' hand size than I would be a, a, That's a quarterback. But at the same time, like I I understand the grip problems. Like you said, if you end up seeing it on the field starting to affect him, that's a different story. Uh, what I was trying to say with, with the I think that you start to get to a point where it's like a guy has 11-inch hands. That's great. 
if he had nine and a half inch hands, I think it'd still be all right. Yeah. Like, you know what I I think there's a threshold you get to where it's like, all right, you've gotten to the you've gotten to the point where it's not a question anymore. You should be fine. I also though don't think there's an immediate correlation between Pickett and and Fromm and um and Allen in the sense of Fromm was incredible. Like I, I'm not I'm not taking any shots or anything like that. Sounds like you but, are. No, I think if you directly correlate that and that's it, you're kind of disrespecting all of those guys. I think and, it's more so the, than more so than the like, scale of how good they saying, are as a football player altogether. I don't think you're saying, "Hey, Kenny Pickett's Jake Fromm." I think what you're saying is, no one with those measurables outside out. of Brandon Allen and Jake Fromm started an NFL game last year. Right, that's fine. Break the mold. I think I think Kenny Pickett would be <laughs> okay. Do it for the small handed guys. Sure. Now, I see, mean, what, what I, like, I will hate is if he does, and I don't think he. He's a lot of guys drop. out there go say that that hand size is average. Look, I don't right? think it's that's a, a stock guys, is that's a typical ball. hand size. A lot of those guys don't care. That hand yeah, size that's, that's that hand size gets the do. job done. His, I hope his draft stock doesn't fall because I would hate for him to fall to like the Saints and it become a win now team because he could come in there and be a Mac Jones and just help a team. It's not win the size now. of your hand. It's how you use it. Yeah, no, for sure. Of course. I'm gonna be upset if he falls to New Orleans. I don't know how this happened. Like, <laughs> let's I, move. I'm, I'm let's move even, on. I'm not uh, even about this it. This is like, also one of my favorite times of the year for just misdirection and smoke screens. Like this is smoke screen season. Yeah. Uh, where a whole lot of GMs and coaches are out there saying things that are just complete BS, trying to land the guy that they like. I have to imagine this is what happened when Mel Kiper was talking to NFL insiders about Nicobe Dean. Uh, Mel Kiper said, "Quote." I've heard everything from, quote, he has short arms to I don't think he's an explosive athlete and that should show up in his workout. Hmm. N'Kobe Dean was far and away the best linebacker in college football last yeah. year. Like, everyone thought Georgia just got rid of Roquan Smith. Like, he's top eight pick playing for the Chicago Bears. There's no way they replace him, right? And then N'Kobe Dean comes along and he's just as good, if not better. And then all of a sudden, you get to the combine and it's like, Oh, his arms might be a little short. I don't know if he's as explosive as we think he is. Did you not watch the Orange Bowl? Right. Where he just bird-dogged a dude from one side of the field to the other on an orbit motion, and everybody in the stadium saw it coming, right? And if there's one linebacker, if I said explosive linebacker, I think it, to a man in this room, we'd all go to Kobe Dean. Yeah. But now you got an NFL scout out here saying, uh, I just don't think he's an explosive athlete. Mm. Does it sound like kind of what you heard about Lamar? Like when he got drafted, he couldn't pass, he couldn't do none of that. But no, see to me, I, I don't know because that to me was just Bill Polian and some other guys being dumb. Uh, I think they're and, being and, dumb. And being, no, no, this is smart. This is them doing that, hoping that somebody else picks this up, goes back in, dives in, and goes, "Oh, his arms are a little short. Maybe we need to go in a different direction." And then the people who said it are two picks behind them and end up drafting to Kobe Dean. They're like, "Yes." I feel like he's gonna they fall listened. a little bit. I do feel like he's gonna fall a little bit though. Well, I, I think he I think he falls that. just based off of his position. Yeah. Like he's not an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. He's an inside linebacker. And fall is a very subjective term. He could probably still be a top fifteen pick. Right. That's a very subjective term. Depends on how many tackles go, depends on how many quarterbacks go. I think it'd be an eagle. They have three picks. I would be so upset, and that would be the most Eagles pick of all time. <laughs> like the only teams I could think of that I'd be like, "Yep, that makes sense." It's like maybe the Ravens, where they you're like, the 15, all right. 16, yeah. and eighteen pick. 15, Sick. 16, and eighteen. They're gonna get him. I just They'll hope. I just hope he doesn't get stuck on some team like the Jets. I think he'll be an Eagle man. 
For real. They have three picks. Great. And they'll just have another awesome defense yeah. year after year. Yeah, why not? Awesome he can play GM. behind Brandon Graham and Fletcher nice. Cox. Must be nice, huh? They're nasty. But like that, that would fit the mold as well. I mean, we were just talking about the other day. Like they, they go out in their front seven, especially. The Eagles seem to almost always get one of the best SEC <laughs> defenders pretty much every year. So uh, that, oh. that would that would make a whole lot of sense. Is it time to refresh the Christian Gokel draft strategy? Yeah, it's draft just, SEC. No, it's there's this a little bit more than that. <laughs> That's it's, what I do. It's take the best available SEC player unless you need a quarterback. And then okay. you got then it's okay to go Big Twelve, Somewhere Big Ten, yeah. ACC if you need to. And I would even say this: just don't pick for USC a while. Maybe not this. Maybe not. No, I'll even say this year: take the best SEC or ACC player. Yeah, I'm no. cool with I'm I'm cool with taking ACC defensive lineman. I totally get that. Bradley Chubb for sure. Any I mean, Clemson defensive lineman? I would like, are you going to miss out? Are you going to miss out on some Boses? Yeah. Are you going to miss out on a Chase Young? Sure. Michael it's Parsons. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Something like that. It's yeah. fine. You talking about the team that fine. passed up on Michael? It's fine. I mean, I love Kyle Pitts though. About to I say. Oh, for sure. Like I'm not. That, I mean, you not can't have argument. them all. Well, I think I not Pokemon. My only argument there would be like. Would be uh, I know Big Ten whatever, but like I think big, there's a lot of arguments. Big, I think I'll just dude, be Big Ten front seven is kind of right there too. Like not Aiden Hutchinson. That's fine. Like I said, I I just I, the Falcons drafted a dude and he ended up being a pretty good pro. A pro. Oh. The the Falcons drafted Brent Grimes out of Shippensburg State. Oh yeah, Brent Grimes was solid. No, man. but no, but solid. again, you drafted a guy. No one, including people who attended Shippensburg State, had ever heard of Shippensburg State, <laughs> right? Yeah. It sounds like in they the movies. It was fake. They sound like in the movies. It's like the South Harmon Institute for Technology, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 a doesn't exist. And so you're watching. You're like, okay, the Falcons. Maybe there's this guy. I watched him a lot this past year. Ole Miss. He could be really good right here. Maybe the kid from Tennessee, Shippensburg State. Mm-hmm. Let everybody else be the smartest person in the room. Right. Let everybody else outsmart everybody. Just go do what the Ravens do. Brent Grimes was a pro bowler. Yeah, he was solid, man. Uh, this small. is not the trial of Brent. No, uh, Brent Grimes. Like, no, this like is Brent not Grimes. the trial of Brent Grimes. If you I really want to get into Brent Grimes' conversations, let's talk about the cake nice. that his fiance had made for him. We can talk about that if you want to. But no, it's more so than Brent Grimes, I'm saying. There's a lot of Brent Grimes stories. Yeah, there are a lot of Brent Weird. Grimes stories. But more so than Brent Grimes as a player, I'm saying, if somebody else wants to go be the smartest person in the room and draft a dude out of Shippensburg State, fine. Let him. Cool. Right. If I'm an NFL GM, I'm taking the least risky available option, which is two teams played a national championship this year. They both came from the same conference. Causation, correlation, whatever you want it to be. Typically, the best players and teams end up in the national championship. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go draft from that league. And if you guys, if you guys go out there and you're just better than me, fine. I'm gonna lose with what I think is just the best league with the best players. I'm, I'm more excited to see what the Falcons do with their two second round picks than their first round. I want to see what they do with that. Like, the I first think the round first round is, is going to indicate what they do with the second round. Yeah, like if they get an old lineman. I'm pretty sure they would probably may go defensive line, wide receiver, or wide receiver, secondary. But you got two. Picks Here's the in that cool thing about round. the Falcons, Cam. You need everything. Yeah, but go they're the it. type of team that they go get a quarterback before they get everything that. they But need. there's no position outside of kicker where you're like they don't need to draft somebody. Right. There's I don't just think more it, important. Okay, you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't. I think don't you know. That's draft true. the QB in the first round. You. If, if you if you if you love Malik Willis. If you love if, him, if you yeah. think Malik Willis is the guy, which saw a pretty cool video 
a little bit earlier, Malik Willis uh, helping out a little like a homeless individual mm-hmm. on the side of the street where nobody else was watching. So if you're looking for a character checkpoints, Malik Willis, I think, just checked off a lot of those. But if you love him, if you're like, this is our guy for the future, take him. You got to love him. Take him. No, I mean, that's what I'm you saying. You got to think, and I'm willing to build my franchise around him. He can sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two, and then he can be our guy. Fine. Georgia guy, too. Fine. Georgia guy, but yeah. do I think you have to go get a quarterback? No. 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 no certainly not. And I, I, do I think they will? Probably not. Yeah, I, I think I know where I want them to go. I want them, I want them to get in the trenches because this is kind of like a trench type of draft where you go get mean guys. I, 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 I think. Mark my words. I think one of those edge rushers is going to fall. It, it, it makes sense fall. to me. And I, I, I still don't inherently think that'll be the best thing for them. You could throw a parade if because as fall. we talked about this before, I don't care how many two hundred and fifty-five, two hundred sixty-pound edge rushers you have. If that's all you got outside of Grady Jarrett, teams are just going to double Grady and run right up the middle. You've seen the Lions, uh, the Lions clip where they triple team. He's like, dang. Yeah, I tweeted that out because somebody, somebody was like, are you support? calling Grady Jarrett soft? I'm like, no, no. I'm just saying this is Grady Jarrett's <laughs> reality right now, which is he gets triple teamed every play. Got to give him some help, man. I hope they draft in the trenches. I, I really hope. Offensive like, line. Grady Jarrett line. on the Falcons' defense is the equivalent of uh, – that, that might not be fair. You're I'll say, say Matt Stafford on Detroit. Yeah. It is. I was gonna say Calvin Johnson. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Grady's good. He ain't that good. But <laughs> not, not it's the quite. equivalent of Stafford on the on Detroit's offense. Is dude is an All Pro. I'd say if he played on a better team with some top of the five. numbers that he put up, yeah. I mean, he's a he's an All Pro level player. Yeah, he's top five defensive right. tackle. Yeah, right. Sure. And like the only reason he hasn't been All Pro more is because he plays the same position as Aaron Donald. Yeah. But it, he's an unbelievable football player playing on a terrible unit. So it, it is what it is. Let's take a quick break. We got more to come here. We got some other storylines to dive into. We got some college football storylines to dive into, and a fascinating story that I think uh, hits close to home for a few people. So we'll dive into that when we come back. This is second down on ESPN Radio. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Ursery and PJ Zuko. I uh, did want to hit on this story real quick. Kane Velasquez, two-time mm-hmm. UFC champion. Uh, has been charged with attempted murder after police claim that he chased down a vehicle, shot at it at least three times with a 40 caliber pistol. And the reason why he was chasing said vehicle was that one of the occupants was apparently a person who had been accused of and released from prison without bond, just let out for molesting a young girl and his very immediate family. And so Dana White joined Barstool Sports to talk about this, and he said, I obviously feel sorry for him and his family. It's a horrible thing. I don't know enough details to speak on it, but from what I've heard, and then he kind of pauses and looks at the camera, and I think he says something that rings true because I've heard a lot of people say it. We all say we do it if it ever happened to us. Kane did it. It's a whole lot of people that say What's the line from A Time to Kill? Anybody touches my daughter, he's a dead dog. A lot of people who say they do it. Somebody touches my little girl, somebody touches my little boy, somebody touches my wife, I'll kill him. Mm-hmm. Me, and you've, me and you had this convo <laughs> yesterday about our sisters. Some you know, Something happens to our sisters. I'm not going to say what will be done because somebody will search for me as soon as this happens, but you know that's that. You, know, you don't play about family. And so Cain Velasquez, again, car chase, chase him down, and what ended up happening is the stepfather, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the dude's name right here, Harry Golarty, who has again been accused of lewd and levacious acts on a child. 
was let out of prison by a judge, no bail, just had to wear the ankle bracelet and have like basically home imprisonment of a four-year-old, four-year-old <laughs> in this case, came Velasquez, waited outside, got in the car, chased him down, hit their truck with his truck, and again, fired three shots, struck the accused stepfather who was recovering, non-life-threatening injuries, but still... I think that's an interesting point from Dana White. We all say we do it if it ever happened to us. Kane did it. And so now he's been arrested. Obviously, law enforcement can't have people taking things into their own hands. But that's got to be traumatically hard to accept. Right? When somebody, the law enforcement does their job, and they go and arrest an individual who molested a close relative of yours who is four years old, at a child care center. So law enforcement does their job, arrests the individual, and then that individual is let out, no bail, and basically just said, here, you have to wear this ankle bracelet and stay 100 feet away from anybody under 14 years old. Yeah. That's got to be tough to swallow. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the word the word you put there as well is traumatic in, in a lot of different ways, uh, in, in a lot of different senses for, for all of these people involved. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't, as someone who's older and, and has, you know, like you said, family and, and things like that, like you don't know, I think people say a lot of things. You don't know how you're going to react until you get that moment. And when something like that, well, like, uh, I don't want to make light out of this situation, but if there's one dude who's like the human embodiment of being about it and not talking about it is probably Cain Velasquez. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you don't... That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't always know how your body, how, how your emotions, like, how mentally you're going to react to something until it happens. But, like you said, that there's, there's people out there who say they know what they're going to do, and then they go out and do it once they feel it. And, uh, you know, as, as you said, there's a lot of people who say the exact same thing. And if anything, um, I, I somewhat respect him for being a guy that says, you know what, if, if this happens, I'm going to do it. And it, he's, he's true to his word, right? At the end of the day, um, I, I think this brings up a, a bigger question and I think something that we all have, have talked about in the past and um, how in the world was that guy just let go? Yeah. So I know I'm not an expert. I don't expert. have a lot of questions for that judge. Right? That's what I'm saying. I know I'm not an expert on on that matter or anything like that, but I know that's wrong. I know there's no way that's right. So, uh, yeah, no, at, at, at the end of the day, Velasquez is 100% about it. <laughs> I'd be careful with what I have to say. Um, I just don't understand. Like You, you don't put your hand on a, a female in general, but like for a four-year-old kid, like a minor, that's it's, it's a it's different. Disgusting. It's a different kind of evil. Yeah, it's well, it's disgusting, and they have a special place for people like that. Um, it's just downright disgusting, and the fact that he was let off, even if he had bail, he should never get bail in the first place. Well, here's that's an no interesting bail. statement. Cain Velasquez currently remains in custody after being denied bail. And see, that's it's it's so backwards to me. So. What was he supposed to do in that situation? Just eat it up and be the bigger person? I don't. I well, don't. that's an that's a, it's an interesting conversation because that's that it, by the letter of the law, that's exactly that's what he's exactly supposed to do. They want that, you to that's do. exactly what he's supposed yeah. to do. But is you're supposed to sit wrong. there and let it work out. If the dude doesn't show up for his court appearance, then obviously 
a warrant would be put out for his arrest, and then law enforcement handles it from there. But at the same time, Cain Velasquez is a person who I'm not questioning his intelligence in this. I'm quite. It's more so think about how he's dealt with every problem in his in his work life, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah. Right. His job right. is to go out there and physically put something down. Yeah. And that might be the reason why the other guy was, you know, the guy was let off with no bail. Did y'all ever y'all ever hear the story of Marcus Luttrell? Do you know who Marcus Luttrell is? Mm-mm. He was a Navy SEAL uh, in the early parts of the war on terror, uh, and him and his group were in an operation, I believe it was Operation Red Wing uh, in Afghanistan. Basically, things go sideways. Uh, his entire unit gets killed, except him, comes back. He's a hero, writes a book about it, gets a dog donated to him, which he names after the members of his unit, and then some kids, this is after he gets out, some kids come by, actually I think he was still in at this point, uh, some kids come by that had been just going around shooting livestock and animals and shoot his dog. Which like like, John Wick. Well, so they, 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 they exactly, and so they yeah. kill his dog. He gets in his truck and just high speed, 100 miles an hour chases with them down the highway, and he's like on the phone with the police the entire time, calm as hell, on the phone, I, I encourage anybody to go look it up. It's on YouTube. You can listen to his phone calls with 911 dispatch. But like, basically, he's having to like transfer between jurisdictions while he's on hold of 911 because they're like going through counties in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, it's is this story versus that is similar. Is what are you supposed to do if someone shoots your dog? Supposed to call 911, and you're supposed to let them handle it. Mm-hmm. What has Marcus Luttrell been trained to do his entire life? Neutralize a threat. I like how you use the term neutralize. Yeah. Like, neutralize well, it's, it's, a threat. It's yeah. neutralize a threat. And He'll so Cain yeah. Velasquez, his entire life, has been trained. If there's a threat in front of me, I got to put it down. And, and, and the thing is, regardless of what he did, even if he beat the living heck out of him, the other guy should still have to live up to his charges and what he did. I, I, yeah, I don't think that should affect that at all. Now, yeah. Cain Velasquez is going to face a lot of charges and maybe – out of this, Fair some sort time. of plea deal gets played out. I don't know, but the thing, the reality is there was two other individuals in the vehicle mm-hmm. with the person he was going after, and he was just blindly shooting into the vehicle. Yeah, that's true. So he could easily kill somebody. I understand his frustration, though. Right. I, I, I don't even know if that's frustration. I think I'm 100% that's, behind I think At that point, I think that's rage. Well, yeah, it's like rage. You don't, you don't, you don't barrel into somebody's truck with your truck firing a 40 at them yep. because, that's you're, true. because you're frustrated. No. And then you molest. Yeah, that's a it's a tough story all around. But again, the person who is accused of again, I want to get this exactly right. Lewd acts with a minor was let out on bail, or no bail, just let out. Cain Velasquez currently remains in custody after being denied bail. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation right now. This is second down on ESPN Radio. We got more to come. Uh, some other news coming out. A particular movie that I want to ask Cam about is being remade. We'll dive into that when we come back. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by The Uniform. Source Hollywood has officially run out of ideas. I'm just going to put it out there. I understand remakes are not a new thing, and I understand I'm not the first person to say, do we really need to remake everything? I understand all that completely, but first thing I thought was, do we need to remake this movie? Apparently Jack Harlow is set to star in a remake of White Men Can't Jump, which I am a massive fan of. Woody Harrelson, you didn't know he could ball like that, Cam. 
<laughs> Wesley Snipes. You didn't know he could ball like that. Rosie Perez. Just beautiful. But that being said, and I'll say this real quick in the defense of white man can't jump. I know it gets a weird rap. Like it's one of those ones where you either love it or a lot of people just like extremely dislike it. Yeah. I think it has some of the best like actual sports scenes mm-hmm. where it's like actually like does justice to the sport it's trying to portray. Like there's some pretty cringy basketball movies, right? Where you're just like, okay, everything off the court's fine, but then they get on the court and you're like, this is basketball or the same with football, same with a lot of sports, but like the actual, like them playing slick. It's actually some good basketball in those movies, but I, I love the whole movie. No, I, I just, I, I don't know that we inherently need to remake it. My favorite part was um, when they was in the park and he said, you guys play me. I'm going to go get my gun. Well, you know, I like that part. That's one <laughs> of my favorite parts, but no, some movies you just don't need to touch. And though that's, that's a classic, like, you don't, in my opinion, you touch some of the movies like you could touch Batman and Superman and all that stuff. You can remake that, but the classics, you just gotta leave the classics alone so we can have that nostalgia. So I can look back on it like I know my sister and my girlfriend, they haven't seen, you know, White Man Can't Jump. So guess what? When I come home or whenever I see them again, we can go watch it. We can watch mm-hmm. it over and over again. Thirty years down the line when I have kids, we can watch it. Look at this. This movie came out in the 90s or 80s or whenever it came out. We could watch it. But the remake, sometimes just leave it alone, man. What are the best basketball movies, in your opinion? Kit, before we move oh, on. Go ahead. That, go ahead. Let them think. No, I, I just wanted you, y'all's initial reaction to that because this is something that Cam has said a lot. Um, but I'm going to have to say it. I've never seen White Man Can't Jump. So <laughs> That doesn't it. surprise me inherently. I just. There's maybe not in your realm. I had to think. Well, I mean, because <laughs> now, so like, I love basketball. Love watching basketball. Love playing basketball. I have never really watched a lot of basketball movies. I've seen a couple, but I don't know. So For the ones it doesn't really like pull me in. The ones that always get like the credit Hoosiers, I think, is the one that like most people say is the best ever, but also is probably the most divisive because it. it Watch Hoosiers and you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. That being said, one of my favorite moments in Hoosiers, though, Cam, you've seen Hoosiers, right? Yes. Gene Hackman, when mm-hmm. they go to play in the state championship and they've been playing their Iowa or Indiana corn-fed pass the ball, like chess pass basketball the entire time, and the first time they see dudes slapping backboards <laughs> and doing layups, <laughs> the coaches, Gene Hackman and his coaches kind of look at each other like, oh. See, <laughs> I want people to understand this. <laughs> Love and basketball. Love and basketball is the one it's I was going to say. It's, it's not a basketball. Oh, no. You and Ben would probably fight no, about this. No, no. I like I like love and basketball. Right, but, he, but that's he, more of a on the, I mean, off the court thing. Whenever we talk about this, though, that's the one he goes to, though. No, no. That's not even top five. Man, Coach Carter. You got Glory Road. The Glory like Road's Mike, up there, yeah. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time. This might be my favorite one. I introduced my family to it. Above the Rim. Okay. You got Dwayne Martin. Yeah. Tupac. Bernie Mac, that's in, in New York. I'm gonna throw, some at, you. I'm gonna throw some at you. Airbud. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Airbud's okay. Is that a basketball movie? Airbud's absolutely a basketball yeah, it movie. Is it just a dog? Mike, movie? No, Mike, it's Mike a is one of the best movie. movies too, though. Um, with Bow Wow, that was really cool because the sneakers and stuff they rip on him, kind of loses powers. Man, it, it's some good basketball movies, but loving basketball, I I like the story in itself. It's a good movie. Oh, uh, what's but the, that's not a basketball? Ju- Juana like Man. That. <laughs> oh, come on. oh man it's a basketball That's, movie you know, yeah, it is. You know which one's severely underrated in my opinion a great movie 
Uh, Finding Forrester is a wonderful Ooh, movie. We have not seen it. Sean Connery. We forgot Space Jam. Well, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Space Jam is a basketball movie because they maybe play basketball for a quarter of the movie. It's got. It's, I mean, it has all the stars in it. It has all the stars, but I would say it's like 50-50, kind of. It's more of a basketball movie than uh, loving basketball. I do know that. <laughs> Good. What about, what about, I know that. What about Teen Wolf? No. What? Did, no. Y'all, did y'all see, by the way, did y'all see that uh, I'm pretty sure LeBron James was nominated for like the worst actor of 2021? Probably. That, that thing bombed. With the, uh, with the We're space just talking game. about remakes, right? Like, yeah. It's perfect. Why do you need to remake it? You know, you, you know why they need to remake especially it. Especially now, grab. like, well, yeah, of course, but like, especially now with like the, the technology oh. we have to like go back to old movies and refurbish them and stuff, this? make it better for TV nowadays. Yeah. I, I mean, do that. Well, I guess, like, I guess the totally point would remake. be like, does a seven-year-old care about Michael Jordan? Look, I would say you this. need to educate them. That's, okay, that's this, what they need to I do. haven't seen this movie in probably ten to fifteen years, but this is some people consider the best. Basketball movie ever. He got game. I was about to say we haven't mentioned that one. Like Denzel, Ray Allen, Denzel Ray Allen. Jesus Shuttles the best one. You know, you know why I think that one has an argument to be the best ever is because people will literally wear, and I forget someone like a very prominent athlete recently wore it. Is people will wear a Jesus Shuttlesworth jersey? Jersey, yeah. yeah. And then it, it's the iconic. He got game thirteen from the shoe. I mean, from the movie, the shoes. I think that 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 could probably be number one because obviously Denzel holds weight over. I think anybody in the world, when it comes to acting, it's Denzel. So, you know, but I, I totally forgot about that. It's been about 15 years since I've watched that. I need to watch that again. But don't, don't, I, I got to talk to Ben. Loving basketball, leave that alone. I, I need think, to write these down. Honestly. I think y'all they should, all sound really good. They all are really good. Like Mike is an excellent movie. I, yes, yes, like, yes. Let's young little Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah. A little little Bow Wow action going I'm on there. But above the rim, man. Glory Road. Yes, that is a tough a movie. Glory Road is a tough you know, watch. You said Bernie Mac, Tupac. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? That sounds Wayne great. Martin. Uh, we haven't mentioned Semi-Pro yet? Oh, I forgot about Semi-Pro. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you I like Semi-Pro. Okay, I, know, I like that movie. I yeah. like that with Jackie Wait, Moon. I love that movie. You have been that punched, movie is hilarious. You've never been punched in the jejunum? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like that no, movie. No, the best part of that movie is when they throw the alley-oop up for the first time, <laughs> and the rest just goes foul. Yeah, I like that movie. I forgot about Semi-Pro. For what? I'm over here know. looking at some stuff because I'm like, I know I'm going to forget it. But no, okay, going back to White Man Camp Jump, though, is... Like Woody Harrelson could actually ball. Yeah, they could actually ball. Both him and like Wesley, Wesley Snipes could actually, ball. but like I think Woody Harrelson more slow than Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah, he was the better. Just one the whole funny part about it was, <laughs> yeah, his hamstrings couldn't get up there, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was trying. He was slick, dribbling. And he did the thing that like everybody learned after that. Where mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a name for it, but it's like where you go on all fours and you dribble on the balls in your shirt and it comes back uh, out around the other street side. Street ball stuff. Yeah, I could never get down with that, but it's fun watching it. Though. But no, if somebody pulls it off in a pickup game, though, it's just like you have to leave the court. Like oh, yeah. the, oh, at yeah. that point, it's over. Oh yeah, I personally. Like, is there a better street ball movie than he got game or than a uh, white man can't jump? Above the rim. Better street ball yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. That that's strictly street ball. I will tell you one that you can avoid that came out recently. The way back with Ben Affleck, you can avoid. Oh that yeah, one. no, 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 no. I watched it. I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot because they did like the huge pouring money into the the campaign to get yeah. people to watch it. Yeah, you don't you don't need to watch that one. I had a I had a buddy go and see that, and he was just like, no, it's bad. And, and not only that, like I'm very slow. I don't know if you guys are like this with some actors. I am very selective with my Ben Affleck movies that I will watch because there are some that are pretty good, and then there are some that are just complete. You know, what? usually it's when Ben Affleck, in. usually when Ben Affleck is, and I love Ben Affleck, but usually when Ben Affleck is giving 
too much power in a movie, i.e. like directorial writing, maybe don't have to go see that one. Right. One right. movie that was decent, um, Uncle Drew with Kyrie. That was like a five or six. Out of okay. 10. Have you seen uh, Blue Chips with Shaq? Yes. Yes, I have. That's a wonderful movie. Now, has anybody seen the more? Uh, what is it called? More than the game with LeBron. I have not. That's been it's been too long. I saw it when it first came out in '08, and that's about it. So I might need to rewatch it. Is that like a movie? Movie or like a documentary? No, it's, it's, it's it's like a movie slash documentary. It's like an hour and forty five. Like it's it's okay, but you know. Uh, is Ben in the office today? No, is he? Uh, I think he's going to be joining us via the web stream, but yeah, you can absolutely I, talk to him about I it. Definitely have to talk to him because uh, no, love and basketball is a great story, not a basketball movie like that. Who yeah. dreams? I I don't think I've even watched that. About Who, a three hour long movie. Yeah, and that's probably the reason why. Right, that's Way kind of there's, just there's Cam. Your your yeah. thoughts on Hoosiers before we go to break. My thoughts on Hoosiers has been a long time since I watched it, so I'll say that I need to watch all this again. He got game. I need to watch that. All again. of them, huh? Yeah. Bring PJ because he hasn't seen any of them. We yeah. gotta take a quick break. We'll come back. Night. Wrap up second down. If we have a movie, it's gonna be a movie week because you guys have not seen a lot of movies. Cam yep. needs to see Predator, Red Dawn. There's so many things that Cam needs to see oh, that will. Oh, I thought we'll, you was gonna say Alien versus Predator. I've seen that. No, 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 <laughs> Joe, no, just Predator. All right, just Predator. We'll we'll come back. We got more to come. This is second. Second down on ESPN Radio, Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Ursery. We're presented to you by the Uniform Source. Happy Dr. Seuss Day, guys. Okay, wow. Green eggs and ham. Okay, How about well, that? I was about to ask you, but you just did the word association thing. What's your favorite Dr. Seuss book? Don't Didn't read like that growing up. <laughs> growing up so I just say uh, whatever the book was with green eggs and ham. That's all I ever remember. <laughs> I did not read growing up like that. Yeah, that's pretty much the same with me. And I'm, I'm also stupid. I misread the internet. Dr. Seuss Day was yesterday, but, you know, oh, here we go. are. Okay. Better late than never. Misread the internet. Oh, it's a good thing because, like, none of us, it seems like, have really listened or, or Let's read just do the sports show pivot. Who's your favorite number three of all time? It's 3-3. Three, three. Go. <laughs> no, come uh, on. Alan man. Iverson. Chris Paul? How is Dale Earnhardt is not it? said yet? What, in the, <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Alan Iverson. What the in the world? Okay, PJ, you got you got two minutes. Tell it's us why Dale De- No, tell us why Dale Earnhardt's the best three of all time. How do you- can I can I say why I think he might be the best three of all time? You don't even need to. It's just understood. I would say it can because at every track across America, basically, but specifically Talladega, uh, the third lap when they start the third mm-hmm. lap, everybody in the stands just holds up three. Holds up that three in remembrance. You want to know what? Listen. He would probably be second on my list. I'm from Pennsylvania, all right? I'm, I'm, I, the Sixers are all right. Listen, I have AI a second on that list, so I, I, I love him too. How many championships does AI have? Uh-oh. Hey, look. PJ look, said, show me the Marines. Not, Let's talk about Dale Earnhardt's it's champions. It's not the answer's fault. Championships, all right? How about seven? Tied for the most all time. With How the, about seven? With the quote-unquote king who, let's be real, the real king is Dale Earnhardt, all right? I'll go with the answer. It's not his fault. You know, Kobe and Shaq were undefeated in that playoff run. Are you saying, Babe, are, are you saying he's a better answer. better athlete than Babe Ruth? Better athlete? Like, yeah, I mean, ask her, they're athletes, but just like better. better how many num- championships is Babe Ruth at? Better number three, seven. Crap. Uh, how, many race, <laughs> how, many, how many race wins does Babe Ruth have? I don't know, but he had 714 home runs and a 342 batting average. Doesn't sound like 93 to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> did he? Did he win? Is uh, he a, is he better than King Griffey Jr.? Who Dale Earnhardt? Yeah. Well, of course. What about if Dwayne? He's the best. Then what, yes. what about Dwayne Wade? Oh, Dwayne wow. Wade, you can't pump fake in NASCAR. That's so. actually a better three than Allen Iverson. Dwayne Wade only has three NBA championships. You can't draw fake fouls in in, in NASCAR like Dwayne Wade. Wow! Wow! Whoa! Whoa. I respect the heck out of that Dwayne Wade's so game, disrespectful. but if he if for the last ten years of his career he just played instead of trying to draw a foul every possession, oh, he would have done goodness. a whole lot more. Oh. Ooh, That's all I'm wow. saying. You come after Dwayne Wade Those like that? Those are some that? tough answers. You come yeah. out after the flash no, like that? Yeah, PJ gets emotional oh. when he talks about Dell Earnhardt. It's not even that. I get emotional when I talk about Dwayne Wade and those terrible pump fakes. You're, I almost swore. Yeah, get me out of here. I love Dwayne You Wade. can get out of here if you're going to speak about Dwayne Wade like that. And I'll say, I'll take Daryl LaMonica over Dell Earnhardt. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Yeah, no, you exactly. Don't, you don't need to. Speaking of threes, three and out. Coming up next. <laughs>